I'm Kanye West, and you're listening to the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast. <laughs> That's actually, what's your real name? Uh, Taylor Finney, you're listening to the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast, uh, presented by Kanye West. back episode 117 i guess this is of the speed metal cycling podcast i am your host the skull crusher and joining me today of course are my co-hosts mike spriggs from new york city rafa cycle club mike how are you doing sir better than both you guys klaus how are you doing sir Better than Peter Sagan's ponytail. Everybody's doing better than Peter Sagan's ponytail. So, of course, unless you've been living on the a proverbial rock, or actually, even if you've been living on the, under a literal rock, then um, you know that uh, the um, world championships were this weekend in Richmond, Virginia. What if you're living in Little Rock? Uh, if you're living in Little Rock, then you probably don't know anything that is going on because that place is small and it's probably, where is it? In Arkansas, right? Uh, I've never been there. I've been to Arkansas, but not Little Rock. Um, I'm sure it's just as horrible and redneck as the rest of that city state, so it doesn't really matter. But anyway. Where should people send their uh, complaint emails? To, the, to HR. Everything goes straight to the HR. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the three of us were there, and I figured that it would be a nice episode if um, we just talk about what we saw and what we didn't see, what we liked and what we didn't like about Richmond. That way the people that were there as well can be like, yeah, I saw that, or ooh, I missed that. And the people that weren't there will get an idea of kind of what the whole thing was was like. Um, even though this wasn't any of ours, any of us's first rodeos, it was my first world championship. I believe the same for both of you guys as well. Sure. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we've been to the cyclocross one, but um, and I've been to the rock paper scissors world championships in Toronto, but nothing like this. Um, I've been to the air guitar world championships four times. Four times, but uh, three times as a contestant. Yeah, and the fifth time I was going to go, my flag got canceled. Oh man, that sucks. Okay, so. Um, I, I can start with stuff that I really liked, maybe, about, and then you guys can comment, and then maybe we can talk about, like, bad things, or do you just want to go as we remember, or... I don't know, what do you think? Mike, you're an authority yeah. in all things cycling. Really? Yes. I can tell you the most important thing I missed, I didn't see Mike, uh, his his beard that has gotten, uh, gotten him on the no-fly list. <laughs> That's right. You guys didn't even see each other, though. I know. It's <laughs> tragic. There, is, no. Very tragic. I was telling someone today how how the the amount of times that I have seen Mike Spriggs face to face, like in real life, can be counted in one hand. That's, That's so weird. That is very weird. But yeah, Mike. I was kind of secretly hoping I would see Klaus and he would have a giant beard as well. 
<laughs> I, maybe I wouldn't have recognized you. You probably no, you would not. Right by me. Klaus, you would not have but, recognized him. There is just it, well, it was I not did, Mike. I did throw a bottle of water at a homeless man that tried to approach me. Was that you? <laughs> yes. Damn it. Mike, I'm so sorry. Okay, let's just get started with this thing by saying definitely Mike's beard was a highlight. It was really weird. You look weird and not in a good way. So I really hope that you shave that thing. But and Mike, are you going to grow a, uh, the male top knot thing to I go with I don't the have beard? enough hair. I don't have any hair on the top of my head. Mike, what happens if you grow out your hair? Well, how much hair do you have? Is this a sensitive subject? Would you rather not discuss it? I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't had hair in so long, I wouldn't know. I don't know. I'm not trying it. I will not try Maybe it. Just to, amuse, just to amuse you, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I wonder if you would look like Dr. Katz. The yes, animated I, TV show, I would. Comedy Central. I would. Oh, I was just wondering. Boy. Sorry, I keep getting sidetracked. Um, uh, this whole episode is going to be one big sidetrack, uh, but um, the first thing I wanted to say was that, of course, that at the beginning of the podcast was not Kanye West, obviously. That was actually uh, Taylor Finney, who I met at the Rafa pop-up store in Richmond, and I asked him to do an ID for us, and he said Kanye West instead of Taylor Finney, which was really good, and, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Taylor Finney. And now I'm wondering if he listens to the podcast, because you know how I always make fun of the presented by on on team names? So maybe, I don't know. No? No. I hope, I hope he has never listened to it, because he has come up before. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I'm yep, pretty yep. sure he doesn't. I'm pretty sure he doesn't either. I hope he has better things to do, like dressing up like Zorro. <laughs> Did you guys see those pictures? Yeah. yeah. I saw them out of context. Was that on? Was that on purpose? Like, no, was that was the, what do you mean you saw them out of context? That was the context. <laughs> oh, there was no greater context. Like no. here, it wasn't Halloween. Nope. <laughs> All right. Wowza. I'm going to start by saying, talking about the city in general, the city of Richmond. And I am sorry if you're from the city of Richmond or you think that the city of Richmond is all that because you live nearby or whatever. But And, and it may be, I don't know. But what we saw, the places, I, I mean, what I saw, I don't know what you guys think about this, around the area that the race was and stuff was just horrible. The whole thing looked run down and abandoned. What? and Dude, the whole finishing straight, every other store was either rainbow clothing store or a wig store or like a closed down boarded up store like it, it was t terrible there was a, a, a building on the finishing straight i can't remember the name of the street whatever it was it was, it was an, a, a building like i don't know maybe 20 stories high where every floor was boarded up <laughs> it was just super shitty and you, you look at the uh, the broadcast I saw it on TV and I was like, wow, on one side is that flood wall that looks hideous. And then on the other side is just a bunch of like railroad lines with like ugly like freight trains and then a dirty river. And I was just like, wow, if there's I'm sure there's more, much more to Richmond because I live in Pittsburgh and I'm sure that's what people think of Pittsburgh as well. But Richmond did not put his best face forward when they designed the course. That's what I think. I don't know. 
you guys. Because of the well, because I of think... the empty buildings, or because of the course. No, 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 because of the empty buildings. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, as far as as far as the way that it looks, I mean, I think the course, I mean, I had my issues with the course, but that's not what I'm talking about. Particularly You're just talking about the, the environs. Exactly. Didn't you think so? I mean, of course, around the campus of both universities that I was there for, VCU and University of Richmond, those are nice, definitely. And some of the stuff farther away from the downtown area were, were, were nice. So I'm sure Richmond has plenty of nice things to show. But... If I were a European citizen, uh, European citizen, a European um, tourist, right? If I'm one of, one of those Norwegian, actually, never mind, those Norwegian guys were so friggin' drunk they probably didn't care. But <laughs> they didn't know where they were. Yeah, they had no idea. Those Eritreans that came from Eritrea, they were probably like they were local. Did you see how many there was? Yeah, but the, at the hotel that I stayed in. They were the talking. Of, they were talking Indian funky language. Was having a meeting. They like, were, I think there's a high amount of uh, African peoples in Virginia. I don't know. The Eritreans that I saw were talking a funny language. I think because yeah, they're not American. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I have you. I maybe I have a higher tolerance for for crappy urban environments, but I didn't really notice. I didn't really notice a lot of that. I think you were probably just like, looking towards the race you rather live than right by the headquarters of the Hells Angels. <laughs> yeah, you're right, and you and you work in a place called the Meat Packing. I also live across the street from the largest men's homeless shelter in Manhattan. <laughs> there you go. That's what my, I'm saying. My block is like is like. Remember those YouTube videos, bum fights? Yeah, yeah. That's my block. Oh, that's nice. Oh my god. See, so that's so maybe you're not the best. I saw two dudes to fighting like I saw two dudes fighting with brooms the other day. I was like, first of all, where did you get those brooms? <laughs> how did you get them out of the shelter? <laughs> that is true. How how did they get the brooms? But hey, you know what? Roubaix, not the nicest city in the world. True. It's a bummer. Yeah. Like, and I think what you guys I think what you guys are forget are discounting is that Donald Trump is gonna make America great again. Uh, well, yeah. Well, we're talking. We're talking about Richmond pre-Trump, of course. Because <laughs> once he becomes the president, once he becomes our president, every city is going to look like Vegas. And the, the tour, way, and the tour to I Trump will come back. Yes, true. I saw two guys with tour to Trump. Nice uh, jackets, like volunteers. Yeah, like old timers. That's like that's like eBay come to life. Yes, mm. like they were like eBay mannequins. They were showrooms for eBay things. It was like an eBay store, pop-up store. On a, on a 55-year-old dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, but I mean, I think like, what are you going to do? It's, you know, it's an area around downtown of a small American city. Like, yeah. it's bound to not be great. And although I do remember the, was it in the World Championships in Australia? Was that when Cadell Evans won? No, Cadell didn't win in uh, Cadell won in um, Mendrisio, didn't he? Well, whichever I don't way. Know, the ones that no, were I'm pretty Australia. sure. I know. I, I think. I think Gilbert won in Australia. Didn't I don't he? know. The ones that were in Australia were amazing because it was just like endless McMansions. It was like <laughs> the wives, the housewives of Orange County neighborhood. Oh, like that reminds no, me. Oh boy. I was in line in Starbucks behind Eric Zabo and his wife. What? Like, who looks like a real housewife of East Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
Who else did you, you see know, that was famous? I saw we saw Adam Hansen riding by randomly once, and well, well, obviously when we we were at the hotel there at the at the Marriott, we saw like basically the whole American team. Yeah. Um, Tyler Farrar. We, we saw Tyler Farrar, then Ben King was right there. And his man bun. Alex House. Yes, yes, had a man bun. Um, Emiliano from Manu for Speed. Yep. Uh, and Daniel. And well, and Daniel, yeah. But so at the at the beginning of the of the. Um, oh, I thought you were listing them as like the celebrities that you see. He was. He no, was. no, no. I wasn't. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Oh, and by the way, Emiliano from Manu for Speed was um, at the start line when we were seeing all the guys sign in. And he runs towards me, and I he, I think that he like needs something or something because of course he's. On the on the right side of the barriers, like taking photographs and stuff, and I'm on the you know like the random like the people part of the where nobody wants to be you know, and uh, he runs towards me and I'm like oh maybe he broke something he needs some water or something he goes breaking news Peter Sagan has a ponytail <laughs> <laughs> and that was his great breaking news that was awesome but anyway uh, that was breaking news no one was expecting that. True. No one knew how far along his hair growth was. Mm. Uh, so, but yeah, we saw Tyler Farab like having a drink with his in-laws or something. I don't know, some kind of family the night before. Um, I saw Jonathan Vauder sitting at the at the hotel bar as well. I saw um, Dag Otto Lauritsen, and I mistakenly thought he was an old catcher's mitt. Oh. I saw Jose. He was toasted like orange color. <laughs> I also saw the um, um, what's his name? Uh, what's her name? Uh, Jose Bean, the girl from. I guess she works for Eurosport now. Yeah, remember yeah. that I got her to say you're listening to the Speed Metal Cycling podcast, but I got cut off, so I only got her saying Speed Metal Cycling podcast. Uh, yes, I remember that <laughs> a few years ago. Yeah, I, I remember that. Up. Um, let me see. Who else did I see that was kind of famous? Uh, we saw, what's his name? The president of the UCI? Cookson. I saw him coming out of the bathroom in the airport. Cookson. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You mentioned that. That was funny. Uh, and then, obviously, I saw all the writers as they went through, but the, that doesn't count, you know. Did you notice? So this is a interesting thing. Um, at the Cyclocross World Championships in Louisville, when Pat McQuaid got up to speak and every single person booed him. Oh, yeah. This time, when uh, Brian Cookson got up to talk at the whatever hill, people cheered. I didn't. I booed. <laughs> I was probably the only person by that and booed. large, he got cheers. I'm not saying yeah. that that reflects how I feel. I'm just saying... Yeah. There was an interesting difference. In I thought everybody was going to boo. It was one of those like, all right, we're booing, right? Everybody's like, yeah. I was like, boo. Everybody's clapping. Everybody's looking at me like, dude. And I was like, I thought we were going to boo. Come on, guys, get with it. Oh, I also saw I also saw Bob Roll and Davis yeah. Finney. Yep. They were together with Connie Carpenter. Yes. And Michel Voitz, Voitz, whatever his name is, from Sporza. From Sporza. That's right. Renat. That guy. Yeah. I mean, we not, Renat. not Renat, but the guy that says Renat. And I, I must admit, Mike, you thought it would be a good idea for me to go over there and tell him to do a, like you're listening to Spot, Speed Metal Cycling Podcast 
like Renat or something, and I chickened out completely, mm-hmm. and I did not have the balls to go up to him and say anything to him. I also met, I also met a homeless guy who had three fingers on his uh, right uh, on his uh, right hand, and but was wearing an oversized Steelers jersey that said Super Bowl champs in the back instead of the name, and a Steelers hat, and was walking around the lobby of the Marriott. <laughs> And I was like, the Steelers had played that day, so I asked him if he knew what had happened, and he just went into, like, serious detail as to every little thing that happened during the game. So that was cool. So did you get him to do an ID? I totally should have. No, the only ID that I got was Taylor Finney, and that's because I was kind of not really drunk, but, like, in one of those weird, like, moods where I just didn't care. You know, weird thing, that guy with the Steelers jersey? Mm -hmm. He came in second in the Broom Fighting Championships two years ago. <laughs> he was representing Pittsburgh. I, I, the guy what was so excited. This guy was so excited to tell me everything that was that happened in the game that he didn't leave me any time to ask him like, "Why are you a Steelers fan and you live in Richmond, Virginia? And more importantly, why are you in the lobby of a Marriott hotel? <laughs> like, what? You know what was they say hom- about the Steelers? They travel well. Yeah, was they he do. homeless? I, I'm pretty sure he looked it. If he had a home, he didn't have a shower. I'll tell wow. you that. He was there actually like five minutes before I saw you on Sunday. Damn it. You missed him. Mike, you missed it. Mm-hmm. Also, so how about I saw- that race? How about that UCI race? Wait. Oh, that's Which the other thing. Was- didn't you think that was funny? My, I don't know. My Klaus and I uh, um, discussed this, but did you notice that people in, in Richmond don't understand, didn't understand that UCI is not the name of the event? Like, all the signs say, welcome UCI fans, and uh, we love UCI. Richmond, like, loves the UC- Richmond loves UCI, not even the UCI. Yeah, Richmond it was weird. UCI. It was so weird. At the University of Richmond, on the, um, the finishing, I mean, at the start line, there was a sorority there. So it was like, whatever, Delta, Phi, Beta, or whatever, loves UCI. And I was like, you love the UCI? You don't even know what the UCI is or does. Who loves the UCI? Oh, my God, that's why Brian Cookson got cheers. Everyone in Richmond loves the UCI. Exactly. It was so weird. And, like, on chalkboards and stuff in bars and stuff, like, come in, UCI fans. And I was like, what is – who told these people that this is called UCI? You should be like, let's just be clear. We're not UCI fans. Yeah. Nobody is a UCI fan. Uh. Imagine if the Super Bowl was in Richmond, Virginia. Would people say, NFL fans, welcome. We love NFL. It's called the Super Bowl, and the sport is football. Welcome cycling fans would be good. Welcome mm. biking fans would even be acceptable. Nope. Jesus Christ, UCI fans. Well, oh. the, thing I, the thing I liked about the course was the miles, many kilometers of Mappe banners. Yeah, right? Those came all the way from Europe. Think about that. That took up like a whole plane. They brought a lot of my pay banners because, like, I would say probably 70% of the course was actually, um, what do you call that? With the the barriers. Barriers. Yeah, it was incredible how many barriers there was. Yeah, because I think through 90% of the course, people walking by wouldn't know that anything was happening and they would just walk on the course because there was no one there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I liked was the, um, the 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 behind-the-race 
all the Lexus, t- all the team cars were the same. They were like Lexus mini SUVs. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> a lot of Lexus. And that was like its own race in and of itself. That was fun to watch. Yeah, because I don't know if people realize, or maybe they people that saw it on TV actually got a little bit better sense of how tight those turns were. Mm-hmm. Those cars were going full force, taking those tiny, like, Except for turns. Team Columbia. They Except, came in last. Yeah. I think <laughs> Team Colombia. I'm glad they that like fun. there was no major like uh, mechanicals for for Rigoberto Duran since he actually made it there for the last selection. But my God, that guy has a hard hard time trying to keep up with the rest of the cars. Not a very good driver. Very tight corners. A lot of screeching well, rubber. You know how in a race like the Tour of California, like on a big climb, mm-hmm. like, you know, the big time riders make it up first. And then like the guys from like Jelly Belly arrive six days later. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Team Columbia driver. <laughs> Team Columbia. Exactly. He's just now getting to the finish line today. Yep. Yep. Yeah. In his Lexus. He's yeah. just going to keep it. He's just going to keep By it. By the way, um... Those Lex, what's the plural for Lexus? Lexi? Not Lexi. No, Lexus. No, Lexi. Lexus have Lexuses. a high center of gravity, but you know what has a higher center of gravity still? What? The shuttle vans that were used to carry the photographers around. And those guys were taking them at the same speed. <laughs> and it feels like you're falling out of the car. It, it was very unsafe. And I hope to baby Jesus in a little fleece blanket that nothing bad ever happens at a race like that, like where a car just goes off the road and hits people because it doesn't feel very good and something could one day happen. I hope I didn't just jinx UCI because I love UCI. (laughs) You love UCI. We we all love UCI. You guys know how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to say one word. And see how you guys feel about this. And uh, Mike, I don't know how much you know about actually this, but I will say this: Klaus Stradali. <laughs> what? Oh, I saw the Stradali. Uh, was it a Lamborghini? A Lamborghini. What was that thing? Yes, a Stradali Lamborghini. I didn't know. I didn't know what I was oh, looking at. Listen, you were looking at. Florida. You it's were looking Florida. at a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar car covered in stickers. <laughs> I mean, they just rented it for the weekend. And then take the stickers off? I'm sure. They're just decals. Um, But then they had a huge... Several members of the Colombian press who were wearing tennis shoes, that Stradali tennis shoes, that were clearly... You know how Stradali bikes, allegedly, are just, you know, open carbon frames from Taiwan that they just put stickers on? These were... What do you mean, allegedly? That's that's that's. Me a you don't want to be. You don't want to be. Mike. You don't want to be sued for defamation. I can. Yeah, I can yeah, say yeah, that yeah. it's pretty much the consensus. Right, right, right. By right. the internet so, cycling see, community, the concept carries over because there were members of the Colombian press who were wearing Stradali tennis shoes that were knockoff bathing ape tennis shoes, <laughs> like low tops. Okay. Like okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We can't, we can't go any farther without explaining what's going on because I just thought about this. Maybe people don't even know what the hell we're talking about. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Okay. Do you know what Stradali is, Mike? 
I do now. I'm looking at the website. It's they've ripped off the yeah, Ferrari it, logo, <laughs> but they put the yeah, logo okay. On a wait, wait, wait. You, we have to go way farther. Go back. way back. Yeah, exactly. So, in case people don't know, Stradali is a, um, a brand of bicycles. Uh, there is not of the highest quality in general. The frames themselves seem to be open. Uh, what do they call them? Open, f- open, open carbon mold. Open mold, open mold, carbon frames, mark, um, carbon frame, um, carbon frames that are put together in bikes, and they're incredibly tacky. And the Stradali logo looks like the Ferrari logo. If you know, like skateboard companies. Like sometimes grab the Metallica logo and then make it into another logo. It's like that. Like somebody just made Stradali look like Ferrari. Super cheesy companies from Florida, correct? I'm pretty sure they're from Southern Florida. They now sponsor Ivan Dominguez, the old sprinter, and yeah, whatever. They advertise in the back of some cycling. Like they're in, they're uh, they have ads in bicycling and stuff like that. Yeah, but everything that they do is really just not not very good quality. Again, I'm not even talking about their bicycles, which I have no idea what the quality of the bikes are. Which the bikes are actually expensive as well, which is really weird. But um, the, the, there was a, a girl passing out flyers throughout the world championships and the flyers themselves the Stradali flyers they were so badly printed the photos were like super pixelized just not the right resolution some of the bikes were like in oh i mean it's just terrible from a graphic design perspective it was it was insulting that most of the time i haven't looked at their website in a long time but 90 percent of the pictures when i last looked at them was girls in their underwear like uh, oh, like yeah. in thongs and stuff, posing with bikes. They in the flyers they were passing out. They still. I had just that. looked it up. If you look up Stradali bikes on Google and just go to images, probably like seventy percent to eighty percent of the images are girls. Like, yeah, yeah. So the, it, it, the company. Can we agree that the company is a little bit of a joke? Yes, Mike. What's okay. your assessment? Yes, totally. I it's just, bought, I just like, bought one of these bikes. It's kind of like a, a, like an affliction. <laughs> you know when you go to like you know when you go to like TJ Maxx or or Coles or something, and there's a T-shirt there that kind of looks like an affliction ripoff. Whatever brand that an is, affliction was already banned to start with. Exactly bad to start with. Him. Bad to start with. So whatever that company that company is, that's what's the value. It's like is. complexion. It's, it's just terrible, right? These and actually, it's funny that I even plastic. say that. Okay, so here's These what happened. Made of plastic. Mike, of course they are. So, no, not carbon fiber, actual plastic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought you were just being fun. I'm like, oh, no, he means actual plastic. Mike, you have to say allegedly. 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 We don't know this to be. The only thing that we know is that the company is pretty tacky, tasteless, and they don't know what they're doing when it comes to graphic design. Oh, the graphic design is unbelievable. Yeah. So somehow these guys got it in with the Colombian Cycling Federation and have become the... Um, a sponsor of sorts and a supplier of the Colombian Federation. So, of course, I think for this, right, like while they were here, yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the deal is. It's the Ed Hardy of bikes. That's 
No, it's not even say. it's not even the Ed Hardy of bikes. Is the is the knockoff Ed Hardy of bikes? That's not possible. Because, yeah. No, because the Ed Hardy of bikes would be like I don't know, like the like M Cipollini or or you know one of those bike companies that are just so loud and obnoxious Italian. These guys aren't even Italian, but they sound yeah. like they're Italian. You know what? So what bikes were these guys on? So that's just the thing, though. Of course, Rigoberto Turan was on a specialized, and you know the the pros yeah, right. were in the but. The juniors and oh. most of the girls were riding. That's like probably for time trials. To the, the young kids. Yeah, were. yeah, exactly. So it's funny because normally it would be like Team Colombia presented by Sardali, but because they had that Lamborghini there, and then they had an SUV there with all the stickers, and then their the team boss for Team Colombia was a Sardali boss. They just had a sticker with the yeah, Colombian like a flag big on it. RV. Yeah, so it was like, like really big. This is Stradali bikes presented by Team Colombia. Like it looked like Colombia was a small thing, and then incredibly tacky. And then after the race, all the guys got Stradali T-shirts to put on. So Winner Anacona is getting interviewed for Colombian TV, and he's wearing this shirt. And now just imagine what this what what this company what their T-shirts would look like. Well, the logo goes around. Like imagine from where your clavicle ends on the left side, all the way around the collar, all the way down to your other shoulder. It says Stradali like that on a curve. And then there's a cross with some skulls or something. And it's just an Affliction t-shirt. <laughs> it didn't have the bling, you know. That I'm sure the people from Movistar were thrilled. Oh, I'm sure that they were so happy. So the girl from United Healthcare pretty much got fired for less. Yeah, well, got fired and then unfired. But yeah, it, it, no, it's ridiculous. It's it's ah uh, very upsetting. It'd very be great very if there was a Stradali ad at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, actually, since I, no, 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 I they always tell me if there's ads what they're gonna be. So yeah, I don't know, and that actually kind of leads me into the next point that I wanted to talk about was how lame Colombian fans can be because sure we love cycling and sure we show up in droves to to races to like support our guys but Rigoberto Turan had just been on a bike for like six years for like six six hours kicking his own ass he's dead he gets to the bus he obviously all he wants to do is just um just go to bed you know and, I don't know, 150 people, 150 Colombians are waiting for him there. And they would not let him go through until he took a selfie with absolutely every <laughs> single one of them. It was That's sickening. It. I have a photo of the Malele. And in there, you can see Rigoberto Malele. just looking, looking at the sky, like just praying, God, that everybody around him is just going to drop dead. But see, he looks this so is something tired. I've written about before. That Colombians, especially when Colombians are out of the country. So if you live in rural Italy and there's a stage race outside of Milan and there's going to be Colombians there, you show up and you have a sense of ownership of those riders. And if they don't sit and talk to you or whatever, you feel kind of cheated because it's kind of unbelievable that this representative of Colombia or whatever is going to be in your neck of the woods. And people have this sense of ownership. And I've seen it. I saw it in the last stage of the Giro d'Italia two years ago or whatever, when 
Darwin Atapuma finished, and he was just wrecked, and I think emotional, and I, I thought he was about to cry. Like he just wanted to get in the bus, and he he felt super uncomfortable, and it was awful. But I think if he just said, "Thank you so much," I just have to go into the bus. People would call him a traitor and hate him forever. For real. I was very disappointed at that sight. I was very disappointed. Um, yeah, but there's a sense of ownership, and I think you feel like you're entitled to their time, despite the fact that like people are just like clawing at them. Although I do have to say, the only people that beat the number of Colombians, Eritreans, for sure. <laughs> Eritreans. There was way more Eritreans than was Colombians. But I think yeah, they were just more toward the finish. But wow, we. Do you think that there was more Norwegians than there were Colombians? I don't think. There was a Unless maybe Norwegians. Norwegians, in keeping with their Nordic heritage, were not dressed as gaudily. Although there was, you know, guys dressed up like Norwegian cows with, like, udders and stuff. There was yeah, there some was of that. plenty of that. There was plenty of that. Um, let me see. What else was there? Um, Should we talk about the results? Uh, we can talk about the results if you want. Um... I will say this. And how the sprint for a second wasn't even really shown. At least yeah. I didn't see it. No, I, I was watching. Show it. No, no, no. They didn't. They didn't show it. Um, okay, it was. I I found it interesting and almost endearing that I got a lot of condolen, con, con, condolences, 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 condolences from people after Peter Sagan won. The people that I was with at the time that it happened all put their hands on my shoulder. Dude, we're sorry. And then, <laughs> I'm not kidding. A lot of people recognized me uh, while I was there from being from the podcast. And by the way, I want to thank everybody that uh, recognized me, especially the people that gave me beers. And uh, and it was awesome meeting a lot of people and stuff. And it was really uh, it was flattering to get people like, my God, man, you're so funny. I'm always listening to you guys. You guys are awesome. And it was really that was, flattering. That was me. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, other than what Mike said, there was a few other people. Well, whichever way. Uh, and I took pictures with some people and stuff. So I'm, I'm glad that I got to meet a lot of people and, and whatever. So thank you very much, guys. Thanks. Seriously, seriously, thank you, everybody. Because I've said this before. I started this silly podcast a long time ago thinking I just have some stuff to say, but I doubt anybody's going to listen. And now that we're in, like, you know, fucking, like, thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners and people are like stopping me in Richmond, Virginia and wanting to take pictures with me and stuff. It's the whole thing. Is people wanted to take pictures with you? Yeah, I had, I, I took, I, there was even a girl and I can't remember her name and I feel so bad, but who said that, like she wanted to take a picture with me and her phone was out of batteries. So I used my phone and then texted her the pictures. <laughs> So now she How has do my people f- recognize oh, no. you? Just because yeah. you're walking around to hear your voice? Uh, I don't, dude. I don't know. That's not here nor there. The point that I was that I was gonna make was I forgot. What were we talking about just before? Results that people were taking. Oh, results. Yes. So, so people were. Results yeah. People were sorry. So, so no. Yeah. So people were sorry because I guess everybody knows or hears that I hate Peter Sagan or whatever. And still, you still hate him. No. No. Listen. Here's the thing. Oh, this this podcast is obviously a hell of a lot of hoopla and at least me, I'm not going to speak for either of you two guys, just saying a bunch of random shit that sounds funny and it's, it, I half mean and I half don't. 
I will say this about, not Peter Sagan, but about the race and his race. The fact that he won without a team in a course like that, the way that he did it, the way that he hit it the whole time, and then attacked in the last lap, the way that he did, the way that he held off those guys, was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Top-notch, an amazing, amazing race. He well-deserved, absolutely. Hats off as a cyclist. As a person, he still has a friggin' ponytail in a fucking rubber band, so he's a douchebag, and I'm never going to forget what he did to the podium, girl. I'm sorry. Oh, in Europe, there's many problems. There's the problems in Europe, and also because you're pseudo-political, now all of a sudden we're supposed to forget that you're a sexist shithead? I don't know. That's my five cents, though. What do you think about the research? I'm, also, what do you think, Mike? No, I agree. It's a great race. He, he totally animated the end. It was, uh, it was awesome. It was great to watch. About about what he's what you're talking about what he said at the end about refugees or something. Yeah, about the refugee thing. I mean, whatever. But he didn't yeah. say the word refugees. He didn't. The thing I heard. What what was he talking about? I thought he was talking about like. Uh, I don't know that like museums aren't open on Mondays in Europe or something. I don't I don't know what he was talking about. I don't know. I, would, I don't know. I've only, I only listened to it once. I would have to listen to it again. Yeah. It sounded like he was. Yeah, he was talking about the problem with the with the refugees. Everyone has to come yeah. together to solve this problem. I mean, it was, he was. It was sort of oblique. Reference well, what was the problem? He didn't say. Yeah. So enough a- obliqueness. He doesn't have the mental capacity to to speak about politics in any kind of eloquent way, which is why he should have just kept his mouth shut and just well, like. I, and I understand he was also speaking in English, but it is funny. I have to say, like, whatever you know. Clearly, when we say like, "Oh, I don't like Peter Sagan," it's not like we hate him. We've never, we don't know him personally. I'm sure he's fine. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, in the context of like cycling, yeah, I think he can be an exciting rider. I think I don't love his personality again i say it in terms of like you know when you are watching bike races not as an actual human being but it is funny how he was kind of an enemy and portrayed as such and like a bad guy by the cycling press and because he wins he's completely cast in a new role within a matter of seconds as this like thoughtful amazing human being it's the same way like your crazy uncle that was like a Nazi, and all of a sudden he dies, and everyone's saying how he was the greatest guy because now he's dead. Well, in cycling, you when you win the world championships, like of course you're recast in a new role. Whatever. Did you just call Peter Sagan a Nazi? <laughs> whoa, 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 Mr. Mike. <laughs> yeah, because what he was saying about the what he was saying about the refugee problem is that they all should stay away because they're dirty people. Oh, that's what he meant by fixing it. <laughs> he meant, right? he meant no, mass so of genocide. Course, like, I, I guess at the end of the day, I just wish someone, like I would have been more excited if someone else had won. Yeah. You know, and Ooh, to be yes. honest. Who specifically? I don't know. I'm going to tell you something. Anyone, anyone else? Hey, Bling Matthews. Yeah. Bling Matthews, I would have been happy. Oh, the Eritrean would have been awesome. Mike, where, where were you? Where were you when, where were you when, the, when Sagan crossed the line? I was in the Rafa store. Oh, you were back already at the store. Yeah. Klaus, where were you? You want me to tell you? Like, yes. 100% honest. Okay. You're, he was in the bathroom with Brian Cookson. I, uh, I heard things. Oh, my God. I don't know what he ate. No. Um, I was near the finish line. 
and I saw the screen. I saw that Sagan went, and I also noticed that Rigoberto Duran tried to go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Which will always be forgotten. I'm sure no one in Colombia gave a shit, and they just say he lost the race or whatever the hell, but whatever. The moment that I was saw the, basically that, I thought, the, the yeah the headline in Colombia on Monday morning was Uran lost the world championship. That is not yes, true. Like whatever. No, it is yeah. not true. The, the, the headline was actually Uran is terrible. <laughs> Uran loses yeah. world championship. He sucks now. But when I saw that that happened, I was like, yeah, I think I know what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not saying that I was so cool that I went all the way to Richmond and didn't care. But I saw Alex Cano from Team Colombia, who was there, and we started talking. And as I was talking to him, he said, I think I broke my finger, which was roughly the size of, like, a bowling ball. <laughs> roughly. And I was like, I think you broke your finger. And we just started talking about other stuff. And to be honest, like, I got sidetracked, but I was having a nice time with him. And at the very last minute, we both turned and saw it. I don't mean to tell you that, like, I'm too cool for school. I just kind of knew what was going to happen, and that's my point to tell you. I would have been more excited if it had been someone else. Okay, so I watched it right in front of the red kite, which means that by then we saw Sagan come out first, and as they were going right in front of us, we saw Uran move from, like, maybe 15th, By the time I lost sight of him, he was first uh, in in that group, and they made that last left. And if you look at the broadcast, well, if you look at the broadcast, you can see me, definitely, but you'd have to know where I am. But anyway, if you look at the broadcast, when they're showing Sagan, he's like, you know, all by himself. The moment the peloton turns around, or what was left of the peloton turns around, you can see... Uran's helmet is the very first one that, that appears. And that's when he mm-hmm. tried to go for it, right? So we couldn't see anymore. We were like, oh my God, Uran went. And we had Twitter and we were like, refresh, refresh, refresh. Like, uh-huh. And there was a tweet like, oh my God, Uran went. And we were like, yeah, my God, Uran is going to win the world championship. And then, you know, Twitter, nothing happens, nothing happens. And then 97 tweets in a row. Peter Sagan wins the world championship. Peter Sagan wins the world championship, whatever. Uh, hey, so that's a I, because you said you that you were probably visible in the broadcast. Oh, I more than once. Yeah, I, I looked for myself. We could tell people key things about both of you, and if people in retrospect saw you, they'll realize they saw you. Oh, I was like wearing Mike a as oh, the no fly beard, and yeah. my brother had a shirt with hot dogs all over it. Yeah, that's right. Like all Do over. You know, with hot on dogs. top of a lot of people being like, "Oh my God, you're Skull Crusher! Can I take a photo with you?" There was like another chunk of people who were like, "That's the awesomest T-shirt ever! Can I take a photo with you?" So if you want to see photos of my hot dog shirt and my attire in general, although nobody got it full because I was wearing like Adidas um, half, uh, like three-quarter uh, sweatpants, like uh, man pre's they call them, and, but I had, I had hiking boots on just in case it got muddy, so I looked like a complete imbecile you were the homeless guy you were referred to earlier it was yeah. you you were talking to yourself exactly i and, like i met this homeless guy and, and i had the all over sweatpants. and i had my made that sh- story shorter by saying so i was in a standing in front of a mirror <laughs> yes and then that's it and then that's it um yeah so i was wearing my all over print hot dog t-shirt and if you want to see it just go to my instagram there's plenty of evidence of all of them so it was really nice i was very very happy to have met this girl that I have a crush on kind of thing. Um, 
Carolina, I mean, uh, Diana Carolina, what's her last name? Uh, Peñuela. She's a Colombian writer. She's one of the elite girls. And she finished in the in the final, in the in the main group and stuff. I was very proud of her. So that was really nice. Did she, she like your hot t-shirt? Wait, one at a time, Klaus. Sorry. What did you say? Klaus, what did you say? Did she like your hot dog t-shirt? Uh, she didn't see me that she, I was wearing a King Diamond shirt when I met her. That was the Saturday for the women's race. And what did you did say? Did she like your King Diamond t-shirt? She did loved like, my King Diamond. She, she threw like the horns for the picture, so. What's that? like your Steelers Super Bowl champs shirt. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, by the yeah. way, if anyone wants to know if maybe they saw me, I can tell you that you two didn't. people agreed when... They said when the one person said that I looked like I was dressed to go to Catholic private school. <laughs> if you saw if you saw a photographer with a UCI vest that looked like he was on his way to like mass, then you, you yeah. saw Klaus. What were you doing there? Are you going to Sunday school? What were you doing there specifically? Were you covering for yourself or for MFS or for something else? All of the um, above. All of the above. It's what Colombians call metido. What is that? Uh, I, I was know. just, I was, a, it, that's, uh, Americans would call it a looky-loo. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it's called in English, really? It's not what? I don't know. Like, I just kind of. keeping Tom. I just showed up no, and. Well, that's a, no, that's somebody, a metido is a person that just shows up somewhere and then I kind of like sneaks in even where he doesn't really belong just, just because. Like, yeah, Did just you have a around. pass? Did you have a press pass? I did, but I was like, um, you know, they made a movie about me. It's called Wedding Crashers. <laughs> so Klaus was, he was the UCI crasher. Well, Pretty the, much. The, the Rafa store, the like beer garden thing we put together was basically a, a wedding tent, like a glorified wedding tent. You could have come. Oh, really? Crashed. Like you yeah. guys just rented like a wedding tent? Yeah. <laughs> Which was great because it rained, it rained half the time. So it was yeah, a good idea. That's true. That's true. Oh, you know what else? Yeah. Something else that I just remembered. So at some point, uh, my companion and I were walking around, uh, like it was in between races and we were walking around the area that I talked about earlier where it's like, by the way, when you say your companion, I picture that guy that Puff Daddy used to pay to walk around and hold an umbrella for him. No, 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 no. It was the Steelers guy. Yeah, the Steelers guy. Okay, so the Steelers guy. Let's, let's name him Christian, the Steelers guy. Okay. Okay. So when I was walking around with Christian, um, in this area where there's all like wig stores and check cashing places and a rainbow. And for those of you that don't live in the United States, a rainbow is the shittiest clothing store in history. And then there's pawn shops and stuff. And we saw like, I don't want to be stereotypical. So I'm just going to say an Asian team. And I don't know if they were writers or mechanics or officials or anything, all holding carbon wheels, walking into a pawn shop. No. And Christian and I were like, whoa, what are these guys going to do? Are they going to pawn their... Is that their own wheels or somebody else's wheels? The pawn shop guy's like, I will give you $9 for these plastic wheels. Exactly. And these Mongolians were like, yeah, let's do it. They were like, dude, if they're Stradales, I'll give you $10. <laughs> they have the Ferrari logo on them. Yeah, it was, that was really, really, really well, funny. You know what tell. I saw? Um, a lot of the teams were using luggage carts from the Marriott to move equipment from the pits to the hotel. 
That's awesome. Oh, that's Did you get funny. any like, photos I, of that? I got a crappy phone one, but Manual for Speed got one. I'm Great. pretty sure I saw it, and it's like zip wheels on a luggage cart. That so, sounds like a that sounds like something Manual for for Speed would actually like stage. <laughs> I know, like, we we rented this luggage cart so that these fools could put some zips on it, but it really happened. So, I mean, not only because, obviously, the guys in Manual for Speed are, are friends uh, and colleagues, um, but in reality, the, the stuff that they did for the, I mean, their coverage of the World Championship is pretty supreme. It's, it's very, very good. So I think people well, should go and, check and it out. To be honest, I'm Manual not, for I wasn't speed. just com. looky loo. I was, I was kind of uh, assisting them. Yeah, I no, I, I know. That's why. That's yeah. that's why I said first assistant. Yeah, first. <laughs> best best boy. I believe it's called. I, I <laughs> was a grip. Key grip. Key grip. I was a key grip, not a grip. I was key. I was instrumental in gripping. The other thing that I made a note to remember was at the start line, Andre Amador went up with the other Costa Rican guys. There was three guys in the team. They all, they all signed in. And then when they were on their way down, basically the way that it worked was, and I think they probably works like this everywhere else, but this is the first time that I actually paid attention to the way that the sign-in works. The guys right up to the stage, and stage right, they drop off their bikes. They get off the bike, they go up the steps, sign in, they do their thing, their photo, if they're going to be in an interview, whatever. Meanwhile... I, Somebody from the UCI puts on the transponder on their bikes and walks the bike in front of the stage all the way around so that the rider can get their bikes. Or sometimes they just, you know, the guys ride around, whatever. Whichever way, uh, Andre Amador goes up, does his thing, whatever. On his way back down, he gets on his bike and one of the UCI guys stop him. And he, he's too far away that I can't tell what they're saying. I can't hear. But he was in trouble for his shorts. Yeah. Did, did I tell you this, Klaus, or did you hear about it? No, I heard about it, but I, what was the problem? Yeah, well, the, the, the UCI guy kept pointing at his shorts, and then they, they kept talking, and he Saying was like... Saying your bulge is too visible. No, no and, and Colombia. Uh, Andre kept, like, like pulling his shorts down and, like, talking about them, whatever, and I was like, what the hell's going on? So I'm trying to figure out what's going on, and eventually they're like, oh, okay, whatever, and then they leave, and then he leaves. As he's rolling right in front of me, I realize he's wearing Movistar uh, shorts, which you're not allowed to do. He has to wear the same uh, shorts as the rest of his teammates. Wow. He probably tried on but, the chamois and the other ones and was like, no way. No, but then he comes to, an, to a stop a little bit farther with another UCI guy, and then you can see him gesturing like... The other shorts are, like, huge on me. They're like this. And then he's, like, pointing at, like, basically pointing at his package, like, making the, the, the hands, like, it's too big here. <laughs> like, I can't wear them. And then during the race, I forgot to look to see what shorts he ended up with. But, yeah, he was. Yeah, Should have come I by the Rafa that... store. I would have sold him. I would have sold him a pair of shorts. <laughs> but then you would have to. Stradali. He would have been powered by Stradali. He could have been powered by Stradali. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Um so yeah, the United Healthcare rider, you know, I got what was it? She got fired and then rehired. Well, it depends on who you ask. Bike? Some people say that uh, she was fired. Some people say she was never fired or whatever. She's point being, she's still there. She got her ears ears pulled for being an idiot because all she had to have done. It, this is not the first time. This is not the first TT she's ever been in. She knows the Villiers bike, time trial bike, is not 
right for her. She likes writing this track, even though nobody's supposed to know it's a track. So go to your sponsor and be like, listen, here's the situation. I want to write a track. What should we do? Are we going to paint it over and put really air stickers on it? Are we going to say that we're working with you to create a new bike? But for what, what are we going to do? Instead of doing that, she just basically showed up with this unbranded bike. Yeah, I didn't, that's, what, that's what I didn't understand either, how that ended up being a last-minute decision. Yeah, I mean, how do you... Listen, how, to anyone in a situation like that, both Mike and I have vinyl cutters. Give us a call. Yes, that's yeah. true. I have a vinyl cutter. I have contact paper with wood grain. I can make you a logo with wood grain. <laughs> exactly. It'll take me... What do you want to say? It would take me maybe half an hour to trace the Villiers logo on vector so that you can use your vinyl oh, cutter. You go to brandsoftheworld.com, really so download the logo, yeah. Yeah. Here it's on there, yeah. and Mike and I will print it up for you. Give us a call. Come on now. I, I would have packed up my vinyl cutter. I would have brought it in my suitcase. Yeah. Um, I had extra. I also want to send a shout out to um, WTF Kits. And Starlight, App- Starlight Apparel, because they had a pretty cool party situation thing. Um, I don't know, when was that? Friday night or Saturday night or something? I don't know, one of the nights. And there was a lot of free beer, which was awesome. And it was really nice meeting those guys in person. And then, later that night, something fun happened. Mike, what happened later that night? You and I Did Mike went... poop his pants again? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you and I, I, mean, I went the to the... Up. Live, uh, I get live podcast broadcast. Is that the right way to say it? Live the slow ride podcast. Live broadcast podcast. podcast I'm sure it's recorded as well as being slow ride. You know who? Did you just say who is slow ride? Yeah, slow ride. Take it easy. No, slow ride is is that podcast? It's another cycling podcast. Oh, then we should hate them. They're no, boo, they're good. No good. No, they're oh, they're good. Yay! They're great. I love them. <laughs> but they're on competition. Well, there can only be one king of the mountain. Class. Like the, what is that? The mountain king, the sabotage song. Okay, so we like them. They're good. Yeah. No, so, so, so Mike got there before I did, and I got there. And by then, I mean, it started at 10, right? So yes. I, I was, there was... There was an opening comedian. <laughs> Oh really? It, yeah, it was very funny. Not the guy wasn't funny. The the fact that there was an opening comedian was funny. <laughs> but wait, 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 wait. Were you guys featured on it? Like, did they acknowledge you? And well, that's, that's, you? Yeah, they called us out a couple times. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That oh. when I came in, right when I came in, I was pretty drunk by then, and so I came in and I saw Mike, and I saw that next to Mike was like an empty, like an empty chair. Without even thinking, like, maybe somebody's there and they went to the bathroom. I don't know what I thought. I just thought, like, oh, that must be my seat. No, I saved it for you. Oh, really? Oh, good. I didn't even know. <laughs> and I just went there and sat down. And when I went, it, it, it was, like, in a small theater. So, of course, they're on stage. And Mike was sitting on the first row. So when, when I had to, like, go in, it doesn't matter how much you try to, like, be inconspicuous. You're going to be... Right there. So he goes, oh, here's another third of the Speed Metal Cycling podcast. They're going to heckle us or something like that. And I was like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? So it's good It's good that you were acknowledged because I, I was about to say that would be like Jimmy Kimmel being in the audience at the Colbert show and not if it – like he's just in the audience. Well, like – But not only that, but then well, later – They can afford to rent like a theater thing? 
Empire oh, comedian. Huge. There were like there were forty five thousand people at this thing. No, there was only like maybe two thousand. No, there was like there was like. I don't know how big would you say it was. Uh, 50, Forty people, fifty people. I don't. Know. I'll probably say sixty. It was a, people it was maybe. one of these like comedy theaters. So it was. Yeah. Let's just say it was intimate. Yeah, and uh, but then at some point they said they said they said somebody's name and they were like, oh, sorry, we don't pronounce things right. We're not speed metal cycling or something like that, which was really funny. Uh, And I must say that my companion Christian, uh, with his awesome Steelers jersey, fell asleep during the recording of the. He fell asleep there. He was a little late. You can hear him snoring if you listen closely. Yeah, if you listen closely. Yeah, it's like how if you listen to Led Zeppelin songs, you can hear John Bonham's bass drum pedal squeak. You just have to know to hear it, like where to find it, but it's there. So anyway, so that was kind of fun. I thought that was good that we were... Oh, and Mike, uh, tell my brother uh, how they made you do uh, an ID thing too, a promo thing. Oh, I did did a promo intro for the... uh, I don't know when they're going to play it. I don't want to spoil it. You have to listen to that. You should listen to their podcast. It's good. Okay. They, they do talk about cyclocross quite a bit, and I'm sure this time of year, that's probably all they talk about. And so, so no, dude, you're you're like helping them out. That would be like the guys from Stradali saying, no. like, "Hey, like, go buy Microshift." <laughs> no, that they're not. A We're all in this together. We're all in this. We together. are. Okay. Yes. I love them. We're all in it together. Because if they talk about our podcast, we talk about their podcast. We've just we've just quadrupled. No, that's not possible. We just doubled. Man, your math is terrible, Mike. (laughs) Synergy, Mike. That's what you're going for. That's the word. Yes. Synergy. And hey, anyway, since they're doing cyclocross, and my brother forbids the word from being uttered half of the year, then that's that's even better. Someone, someone's got to do it. Yeah. So yes. if you like, so if you like That's cyclocross, right. you're it too. Yeah. Yeah. So if Wait, you, what was that you said last year, Mike, that cyclocross was like something. Well, a putt putt, like putt putt, where you have yeah. to go through the mill and out the water and the yeah. And it's all. um, what do you Cycling call that? Putt-putt. Mini golf. Mini golf. That's right. But no, listen. So if you like cyclocross, then you can download their podcast and find out what Mike said, which I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And very perfect. And very awesome. Um, I'm going to tell you something, though, interesting. I thought that all in all, compared, if if they were apples to apples, even though they're not really apples to apples, I think the women's race was a little bit more exciting as racing mm. than the men's race. Interesting. Because uh, there's no Peter Sagan there, of course. Oh yeah, no. I uh, there was in the last lap. Let's say just I'm just thinking of the last laps right now. Um, there was four maybe times that I thought in the women's race. Oh, I know who's going to win now. Whereas in the men's race, I only knew who was going to win once, quote unquote. Knew who was going to win. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, I think both races were really good. Oh, they ended really well. I mean, I think both both were pretty boring in the middle, but I think that's typical of a world championship. Those races, they were like 300 miles long, those races. Dude, that race was insane. We went, we saw the sign-in. We drove all the way back to Richmond. We had breakfast. We went to a strip club. Yeah. We built a small church and a school for a town outside of Richmond, Virginia. Oh, Habitat for Humanity. We came back in, and there was you still... Cleaned up, you cleaned up downtown. You rented all the abandoned storefronts. We used a broom. There was... 
There was a half marathon at the beginning of the World Championships. You Which see that part. I did that as well. And and then finally sat down at Levy Hill, and there was still 97 laps to go. That Man, can I took tell you something forever. really embarrassing? Yeah. Because you, you mentioned um, a half marathon or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, Libby, Gibby Hill, whatever the hell. Libby Hill. I think it's to blame for a very slight but nevertheless existent case of shin splints. From me walking up and down that freaking hill like to take pictures and stuff. It and was very steep. Completely and utterly depressing. Like, it's not like I'm in extreme pain, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Like, if you kick me in the shin, I would probably pee myself in pain. I think I would probably pee myself. <laughs> I would probably oh, pee oh, myself yeah. in pain, not regardless. Only was my clothing made fun of, my shoes. I got told by a certain someone that I looked like, uh, what was it? Like goblin shoes or something. What I don't even go- know what that means. What were you wearing? Oh, I know what shoes you're wearing, and I think no, I, I know where it comes from. About make fun of. Yeah, they look like Aladdin shoes. <laughs> the they, what? Were they sneakers or were you wearing shoes? Shoes, shoes. What were you? <laughs> I know exactly what shoes oh. you're talking about. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I think that's what they look like. I'm, that's what they meant, and I know exactly no. why. Latin has pointy boots. I wasn't wearing like Euro pointy dress shoes. I from. know, but uh, I know exactly why they said that. I know it exactly. I, I'm a man. Does the, does the brand like does the brand start with a C? It does. I know exactly which shoes you're talking about. Then, um, okay. So, Mike, what was your favorite part of the weekend? Other than seeing me, of course. Mm. Oh, while you think about it, I'm going to send another shout-out to all the people that were there at the, at the Rafa pop-up store. I mean, all the Rafa people that were there and the people that I met and CD and uh, what was I didn't the... didn't even know Rafa had a thing. You didn't even know Rafa had a pop-up thing? They did. Oh, I had Are you kidding? Where was it? Where did you guys hide it? No, I'm not kidding. How the hell would I have known? I showed up. No one told me. Because I texted you and I said, come to the Rafa pop-up. Oh, really? Maybe it, maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was someone else. <laughs> maybe it was the Slow Ride podcast guys. <laughs> they oh, stopped no, by. I was busy getting shin splints. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Mike, what was your favorite? I'll do, this is corny, but my favorite part of the, of the weekend was seeing all my, the guys I work with from Portland. Because I never get to see those guys, and they're awesome. All right. So All that's right. corny, but no, it was great. That's not corny. That's your favorite. That's cool. Klaus, do you have a favorite moment that isn't gay? <laughs> that was a joke. Mike, Come on, guys. Uh, I don't know. Getting to see you. That's about it. His favorite part was not seeing my beard. Apparently. I heard it has bed bugs. Oh, God. Don't even joke about that. It probably does. <laughs> well, I'm going to sound completely superficial then with my favorite part of the What was weekend. your favorite part? Uh, seeing you guys, of course. That's not superficial. That's I mean. know. I have to say that now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, but my favorite part was like feeling like a rock star when people like like ask me for my autograph and take pictures with me and like recognize me and stuff. And then I would be taking pictures with somebody and I would hear somebody else go like, who is that? <laughs> No, that's not. That was not my favorite. Wait, Mike, part. did did anyone ask to get a picture taken with you? No, no, 
But people Zero. did recognize you, though. Well, also, it's weird they, because... Are they recognizing you, your face or your voice or your... Yes, I don't know. I would, like to, I would like to find that out myself. I think the hot dog shirt made a big splash on Instagram. So when I'm walking around with a hot dog shirt, people knew it was me. Oh, so people were just like, hey, there's hot dog guy. <laughs> no, they were like, that's Skull Crusher or whatever. Did you? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well. Mike, we need to get a uh, hot dog shirt. I need a new agent. Apparently, I need a new pair of shoes. Klaus, you have a, sh- a shirt that was the twin to my shirt. Do you, do you not have it anymore? The hamburger shirt, Klaus. Oh, I, I actually do. You do? Awesome. Because if you're not going to wear yeah, it, bring, send it my way. Next race I, I go to, I'll wear hamburgers. Uh, I think my favorite part was probably... Um, I, actually, I mean, I, I know that all these are really cheesy, but just getting to meet the Colombian women's team before and stuff and then getting to see them race. That was actually super, super cool. For some reason, it just like really, I don't know. There was something about it. I mean, seeing it was the Stradales. What's that? It was the Stradales. You could admit it. Yeah. Okay. That's what seeing it was. Seeing the Stradales up close, seeing the stickers, how well they were. Applied. How where they were placed and how they look like a Just Ferrari. Just how much it looks like the Ferrari logo. You're not ready for it until you see it in person. Yeah. Really. I don't know. Everything about the women's race seemed a little bit more pure to me or something. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But, oh, you know what else was funny? While we were, while we were at, the, at the sign-in for the women's, uh, the British team got done like doing their thing. And then uh, one of the UCI guys came towards us, and I was like, "What's he doing?" And then he asked us to like move away from the from the fence thing that they have. And you're creeping out the ladies, (laughs) (laughs) sir. You're either gonna have to cover up your hot dog shirt, or you're gonna have to leave. (laughs) The women are feeling very uncomfortable. I wasn't wearing the hot dog shirt that day. That was the King Diamond shirt. But anyway, no. What I was gonna say is the UCI guy moved the barrier so that one of the girls could leave that area because it was a porta potty right behind us. So I had to sit there next to a British girl in the team who's not what's her face, not the world champion, but whatever. Not Armistead, but some other one. While she stood in line with a bunch of like random fat Americans waiting to take a dump. And she's Dude, sitting how there did people not get out of in the her kit. And I was like, oh my God, how can the Whoever's responsible for the women's team, like some kind of PR guy or the media dude, I don't know. Somebody just go with her and be like, excuse me, do you mind if she goes her first? You want to know the answer to that? What? Because that only happens at the men's race. Mm. Yeah, you're probably right. No one, for, no one for the women's race. And as to why the women's race felt more pure is because those poor girls are like starving and make no money. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why. But then anyway, we saw, so the very first one was the British girl. And then after that, I think all the other girls were like, oh, okay. So Serica uh, Suluma, the, the Colombian girl, she did it as well. And then the Puerto Rican girl as well. They were like, oh, we got to go to the bathroom. So they're sitting there in their cleats and full kit, like, doo-doo-doo. <laughs> it's so weird. Here. Pro so tip. Weird. Pro tip. Pro tip. You don't want to go after the Puerto Rican girl. She has mafongo poop. Oh, boy. Klaus, please. That is incredibly racist. She had the mafongo poops. Oh, boy. Do, Mike, do you know what mafongo is? You're a New Yorker. No. Th- thankfully, I have no oh, idea what Mike. you guys are talking about. <laughs> Mike, 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 you have to know. Mafongo is the, one of the greatest, most delicious things in the world. 
Seriously. It is actually it really series. good. It's it's a food. It's, it's very a delicious. gigantic hockey puck made of plantains. That can oh, be I do know what this is. Yes, I do know what this is. Oh, God. I have dreams about it. So um, now that you just said that thing and I, I said you were a racist, <laughs> I saw the most racist thing ever, but it was racist only in my head, so I guess that makes me racist. <laughs> After the, the women's race, uh, we were walking <laughs> around where the teams were, and the Mexican team was there. <laughs> Instead of having like a team bus or, or a SUV or whatever, <laughs> they just had a minivan. <laughs> Like a beat up minivan, <laughs> and I thought, and you can I thought blame, it, <laughs> blame Donald Trump for that. And I thought in my head, <laughs> fifteen Mexicans in a minivan. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> That's terrible. Fix that in post, please. Can we please fix that? Uh, in post? No, that was funny, man. I caught myself being a funny racist. Dude. Wait, when I thought you were when you were talking about the the women's race sign in. I thought you were going to say that they moved the barrier because one of the girls recognized him and wanted to have their picture taken with you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, horrible beer sponsorship, UCI, shame on you. Terrible beer available everywhere. The only It was only Budweiser brands, Michelob Ultra, which is a Budweiser brand, and... Um, uh, Goose Island, don't don't fall for that oldest trick in the book, man. It's not a craft beer. It's owned by Budweiser and it's not made in Goose Island. All right, neither Where is, is Goose Island. Shock top. I have no idea, but it, that beer is not made there. But anyway, okay. So um, so terrible. Shame on you, UCI. Really bad beer sponsorship. Also, did you go to the fan fest, Mike? No. It was the most pathetic sad thing ever like a couple of booths but there was no big booth like cannondale track they didn't have booths there with like bikes and i don't know stickers because. and hat giveaways and nothing none of that because stuff. they don't get anything from it and some of the medium-sized brands just came off of inner bike they're not gonna load up the freaking truck from vegas and send it somewhere else yeah but i mean even if you look at like who had pop-up stores it was mostly small brand rafa was by far the oh well sram i guess had one but it was like there was super far stores? away. Yeah, SRAM had one, but it was super far away. They, they, there was no SRAM party. Like nobody had parties. I mean, Starlight I think Apparel it's just back to back with Interbike. Most of the I people guess. are tapped but out. Starlight and WTF Kids had a party, and then Rafa had the thing with uh, Davis Finney. Yep. And did you see the bike, the pumps that Taylor Finney painted? Did you look at them up close? No, I just saw them from where, where we were, so pretty far out. Some, like, silk uh, yep. custom thing? Oh, he painted them himself? Yep. Did they look good? Nope. Oh, this. I mean, they're fine. Hey, can, can I know who If you don't know who Jean-Michel Basquiat <laughs> is, they're fine. <laughs> oh, so okay, so they, he wants to be Basquiat. This is something that I've been thinking about and that I brought up over the weekend and I got shut down, so I'm going to try it in this forum and see how it flies. Dario Pegoretti. Yep. Clearly he makes great bikes, you know, better than anything I'll ever do in my life. He's great about all of that. His, the crazy paint jobs that he does, like the freer ones that look like land shark bikes, they look really good on bikes or whatever. Isn't it weird 
that people refer like say that like that's art like the paint alone just belongs in a museum and i'm like really no like in the same way you could say basket like really you mean like this most derivative smeary stuff like it's nice for a bike and for a frame maker to do that it's impressive like for taylor finney to do that that's really cool do you really think it belongs in a museum <laughs> in a really lame museum yeah do you know what i'm saying anyone no yes am i yes. crazy no you're not crazy i think that 99.9 percent of the shit that people say belongs in a museum doesn't that includes most of the shit that is in a museum <laughs> i'm just saying uh vasily kurienka like is amazing straight for the jugular and just mentioned basquiat <laughs> because Bas i love his stuff I, he influenced a lot of artists that I later liked, um, so I can't really hate on Basquiat, but pretty much everybody that does the Basquiat kind of stuff, just... It's impossible. It's, yeah. If you, By the way, if you want to, if, if anyone listening to this right now is like, mm, I want real art criticism. This is not yeah, the is art criticism I came for. <laughs> I, may I suggest the scene in the Metallica documentary, Some Kind of Monster, where Lars, Lars Ulrich is course. like... Spread out in front of his couch with a Basquiat, right? Gigantic Basquiat. Yeah, and he starts talking about. It. He's like, like sometimes I wonder, like, why didn't he put like a little more gold on this side? I just, I don't know. Like, and he starts talking about art and Basquiat. And I that just is the most kissing the finger cringeworthy smoking. scene in modern cinema. Yeah, <laughs> that you know what. They should put that on a loop. That belongs in a museum. Exactly. Now you got the idea. Um, yes. No, one thing that I got to give props to the city of Richmond for, other than hosting my annoying ass. The Tim Johnson uh, 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 billboard inside the airport. I didn't see that because I didn't fly in because I'm not rich. But, um, oh, wait, no, I am rich. I just wanted to drive. No, no, no. Super props to the city of Richmond for somehow either turning the other way or passing some sort of legislation or whatever. Everybody was walking around with beer around, and there were parts where, like, if it was, like, at Levy Hill or 23rd Street or whatever, where the big groupings were, there would be signs at some point, like, no alcohol past this point. Hmm. But... There was plenty of alcohol past that point anywhere. So, so yeah, maybe really it was good. like a festival rule. Yeah, that they and the passed. police, I'll tell you what, the police, every cop I interacted with was super, super friendly, really stoked to have that, to be All there. All the cops were high-fiving people out of their cars as they went in, yeah, the, no, in the cavalcade. People were really, like, the cops were really, really cool and stuff, and people were, like, like a bunch of locals that obviously don't know anything about cycling were out there, like, I want to take a photo of one person from each country that is here. So, you know, we were the Colombians or whatever. And so that was really cool. The people that I saw, they were from Richmond. Everybody was super, super nice. Definitely. Like I said on Instagram, Oderos Yorangos would have been proud of Richmond. Hey, how about the guy that thought you were Mexican? What? Uh, don't. Please don't bring that up. That was me. Sorry. I was very... <laughs> All right. So if, if a lot of people that are listening, actually... I'm sure nobody that is listening knows that I have a checkered past when it comes to uh, getting in physical altercations. And, hey, listen, I paid my debt to society. I'm done with it. I don't, I don't, I'm not into fighting anymore. I don't Except like it. Except you have to wear the hot dog t-shirt for two more years. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> yes. then after, after that, I'm done. <laughs> 
But the thing is that um, I, I used to have a very, very short fuse. Now I have just a short fuse. You know what I'm saying? Especially with like like people being assholes to me and especially when people are racist or I just I have I just can't take it. So I wanted to beat the living shit out of this guy. I wanted to hurt him. It, it, at some point I thought like it's too bad that I'm not holding anything in my hands right now because that's why I would beat him with whatever it would have been. I just didn't have anything in my hands at the time. But uh I controlled myself and I told him you sir are an embarrassment to every other American that is here. It's, it's people like you that make the world hate America. And I walked away. And he gave me the finger. <laughs> Klaus, do you want to tell the beginning of the story? <laughs> I, to be honest, I didn't hear most of what was happening because it was kind of loud. So I only caught a little bit of what was happening. Yeah, well, I mean, this guy just like, I was wearing what we call in Colombia, sombrero welteado. It's a, it's a kind of hat. Yeah, it's made in Colombia. It's made by hand and stuff, and it has a pretty. Although big you know, brand. now most I, of them are being made in China. Oh, which is really sad. I know that the one it's that I insane. have. It's insane, and people in, in Colombia are buying the ones in China because they're cheaper. But whatever. Side. I mean, they're expensive as well. That's the thing too. Those my my the one that I wear is my mom's, and my mom checks on me like every couple months. How, how's this sombrero volteado doing? I'm, mom, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Anyway, if you want to see what it looks like, just go to my Instagram. I'm the Skull Crusher with a K in Instagram. And there's plenty of photos of me wearing it. Anyway, he comes up to me and goes, hey, man, do you want a Dos Equis? And I turn around. I was like, what? He goes, you're sombrero, man. And I was like, oh, no, dude, it's not Mexican. It's a Colombian sombrero. He goes, whatever, man. Anyway, dude, what about hot dogs? Are hot dogs Mexican? Because I was wearing my hot dog shirt. And I was like, no. I just kind of gave him a dirty look. I was like, no. And he goes, dude, whatever. You're going to come here and you're going to give me attitude? Is that what it is? Hey, come here and give the gringo attitude. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> oh, dude. I wanted to be like, no, I don't want to give you attitude. I want to give you a knuckle sandwich. What's the, what's the Spanish term for knuckle sandwich? Uh, sandwich. Uh, well, in Colombia. de dedos. Sandwich de... No, I just I just said the Spanish for finger sandwiches, like finger foods. <laughs> no, that, sounds, you, that actually sounds delicious. How do you say knuckle in Spanish? Uh, nudillo. Sandwich de nudillo. Te quiero dar un sandwich de nudillo. <laughs> so, oh, so no, like, one more thing that I remembered. One more thing that I remembered. Yeah. Simon Geschke was right in front of us at the start li- at the start line. The Austrians were just behind the, him, right? So I look at the Austrians and I was like, hey, guys, how do you say shaving in German? Rasieren? And they're like, yeah, rasieren. I was like, hey, Simon, do mus rasieren now. And the Austrians just busted out laughing. So I told, I told Gashkit that he had to shave right away. That was me. The, oh, yeah, that was, that's right. As soon as Gashkit turned around, I was like, holy shit, Mike. I didn't know you raced for the German team. And you were like... So what do you... No, I'm a looky loo or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So wait, what do you think? This guy who thought you were Mexican, when he realizes that that was you and he didn't recognize you, he's going to kick def- himself for not having yeah. taken a picture. He oh, listens to this when he hears this. <laughs> oh, he's the biggest fan. Listen. I asked, I asked a couple of people. I asked a couple of people that I knew there. In, like... And, I, they were, you know, we we're talking about, they knew who I was or whatever, you know, from, like, just in general. 
And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you ever listen to the podcast? Because I would make a reference about something. They were like, no, I'm sorry. I was like, dude, you shouldn't be sorry. Nobody should be listening to this nonsense. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> listening. Very important. I forgot to mention this. Carlos Alzate races fully, fully perfumed. <laughs> Carlos Alzate was the Colombian that was in the break during the... During yeah, the yeah. Mentally. Is that a tactic? <laughs> I think so. Something tells me that Mario like, Cipollini did it too. Here's the thing: you could get away. You could get away with something if you if you put like asthma medicine in your cologne. You could. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I. I just invented fragrance doping. <laughs> I'm telling you, he kept going by, and, and I was named, like, and you just named the episode. I was like a couple, like. There's someone in the break that is perfumed. Like wearing cologne, for I, sure. How, like did you, a lot? how did you zero in on him? I. Listen, how did you I'm even smell? How close were you? Were you pregnant? How close were you? <laughs> Are you pregnant? Well, on the hill, they're going by slow, and I'm inside the barriers because I'm a looky loo. <laughs> so I was catching a whiff. And listen, I'm going to say the following thing because I'm Colombian. If it were anyone else, Mike, if you ever said this, I would go to New York and give you a knuckle sandwich. But I sandwich and the noodles. Yes. I deduce based on the nationalities in the break that it was safe to assume that it was the Colombian. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I would think but never say out loud. He was probably the uh, only he, Catholic, right? I think so. Think about it. You got to write you got to write a piece about this. Listen, I joking, I kind of brought it up to a couple of people, one of them, I think it was Daniel from Manual for Speed and he goes, "Oh dude, of, of, yeah, of course. Carlos always does that." <laughs> like I think, you know, because he was in Team Exergy and stuff and he's been around them a bunch and like knows, like he was like, "Yeah, okay, so what else is new?" Wow. I would like to know was, how the what? rest of the group feels about that. Like the Peloton. I don't know. It's like, but because when you're in a break, you get to know the cologne people are wearing. You get to know the schmegma on their seat post. <laughs> I want to tell you something about the cologne thing. Maybe it's actually a really good strategy if you think about it. You're in a break, right? Five, six people. Do you ever want to be behind that dude? Nope. You sure as hell don't. So if you can't be behind, where are you going to be? In front. What do the people in front do? Work. So he's just chilling, and when he goes up to do his turn, everybody's like, no, 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 no. Don't get in front of us, dude. You stay in the back. It's all good. Great, great. Or you could, have a, you could have a teammate put on your signature cologne and fake out. Fake out. <laughs> all, these, all these are legitimate forms of fragrance doping. All right, There's guys. many different kinds. Is there anything else about? Yeah, go, yeah, we have to talk about Mark Cavendish, unfortunately. Uh, he was in Richmond er, like three months ago. And no, he, he's moving to a new oh. team. Oh, he is? Yeah, we, you know this. No, I didn't know this. Tell me, please. You don't have cycling news alerts on your phone? I do, but I've been in meetings all day. <laughs> no, I don't. Get the hell out of here. The only news alerts that I get are about Formula One. Mark, Rencha, Mark Cavendish, I just... <laughs> got ahead of myself is going to MTN Quebec and he's bringing a sponsor data dimensions or data dimensions if you're British and he's bringing Mark Renshaw and Bernard Eisel what 
Yeah, you heard me. It's like HTC all over again. Yeah. What? He's and calling Bernard, it the drink. Bernard Isel is going to miss that sweet, sweet Rafa kit. I heard he's going to wear his Moby Star shorts. <laughs> oh, no, that was Hamador. No. I want to know. I want to know. How come I didn't know this? When did this happen? It's like t- today. 20 minutes ago. Oh, today. Oh, okay. No yeah, happened today. Okay, I don't feel so bad then. I I think not it's, twenty minutes ago. No, no, All right. No. While 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 that is shocking, is not as shocking as Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh going to Movie Star. That is shocking. Why would anybody give Carlos Betancourt mm. a job? I don't know, but Colombian conspiracy. There must be something in there. Something. What's uh, which fragrance sponsor is he bringing with him? <laughs> Uh, Axe body spray. Axe Yardley. <laughs> I think we need Yardley. to get we need to get on the phones and start calling fragrance manufacturers and getting them involved in pro cycling as sponsors. We could have Listen. fragrance trade teams in the near future. Mike, true story. When I first moved to the United States with my family, I remember at the, it being in the seventh grade. And noticing that no guys had gold chains and none of them wore cologne. And in my mind, like thinking, I'm going to be getting all the ladies. Like these guys don't know any of the tricks yet. You're like like 12 years old. (laughs) Yeah. So I put on my, um, my best sweatpants, the one that had the hole in the knee. So I had to wear them backwards. So the hole would be in the back of the knee. And as a result, the butt pouch was in the front. And my Freddy Krueger sweatshirt, the gold chain, and the brute cologne. And, brute cologne. Uh, brute, yes. Well, yeah, because we were broke, and I'm like 12. What am I going to get? You know, some quality stuff? No way. And surprisingly, no, no girls liked me. I don't know why. Uh, I think you're leaving so, the part out of uh, your haircut. Maybe that has something to do with, too. That part is not as funny. <laughs> it's more sad. <laughs> Mike, I also had a mole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. A pretty brutal one. Oh. But this all to say that if I was like a pro, I would race fully perfumed mm. so that people would know. And with my gold chains, the ladies would love me. You think, <laughs> you think it's a confidence thing? Oh, he knows. I think, like, you're just looking good. You're feeling right. good. You're like, none of, these, none of these clowns in the pro peloton are going to do anything yeah, like, they all smell like sweat and chamois cream yeah exactly i'm like these guys are not going to win why aren't they wearing brutes like this is crazy like such a missed opportunity so i would absolutely do that and i would win everything like obviously like so that's what that was carlos outside this mentality He's, he wasn't thinking he was going to go on the break he thought he was going to lap the field and just win in like 30 minutes because he was coloned up. And you know what other athletes are coloned up? My brother can attest to this because I only know a little bit. Soccer players. They play perfumed. Oof, yes. Wow. Yes, they do. Interesting. Yeah, like they walk onto the field and they smell like roses. La la. They smell yeah. like roses. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Okay, so is there anything else about the world championships that either of you guys would like to say? At all. Nope. Anything. Nothing. No. Covered it all. So, man, yeah. the, the, the season is really winding down now. We have Lombardy and 
that's it, basically. And then everyone has to go to the Slow Ride podcast for cyclocross coverage. Right. Uh, party tour. Yeah, and then after that, we're going to just make fun of cyclocross for a couple of months. That'll be awesome. I, at around this time of year, I'm always like, how will we do anything during those months? And then we still do podcasts, but what the hell do we talk about? Don't what talk do you mean? Weird. What do we talk about? We talk about awesome stuff like knee herpes that came out during the winter. Mm. Oh, that's true. That's when the magic happens, Klaus. Yes. That, and then we're I would like, like to talk to you guys. Answer? I would like to talk to you guys right now because we need all about the time we can get. Knee herpes? No, we should all go to world championships next year in the desert. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go to Doha. That sounds like a good yeah, idea. Yeah, let's go. I can tell you this, though. Yeah. My wife and I already decided we're going to Norway for the 2017 ones, so I'll definitely see so you there. The the race in Doha is going to suck for multiple, you can only imagine. It's like 110 degrees. It's 110 right degrees at night. It's flat, it's dry, but here's why you go. Everyone stays in the luxe hotels and walks around inside these luxe hotels in crazy tracksuits. And I want to be well there. perfumed. <laughs> and you know who's going to be there to sponsor everything? Stradawi. We <laughs> have a whole year. We need to, to do make... a Kickstarter or something to get our asses there. No, what we, more important than the, than, the, than the plane tickets is going to be the attire. We're going to have to get like all over track print suit. hot dog tracksuits. Tra- yeah. Yeah. By yeah. the way, did you, did you were you guys paying attention to all the team crew gear? Just the, the Colombians, Ar- the Valley Argentinians stuff. had the best tracks. <laughs> I don't know if you know. I don't know if you paid close attention. But. I didn't. I just no, I, honestly, I, I only noticed the Stradali stuff that Colombians <laughs> had. Seriously, it was all. None of it said Colombia. I'll dig up a photo. I have a photo of one of the dude, like a big giant dude in a sweet, sweet tracksuit. All right, dudes. We have actually. I think that this may be the longest episode we've ever done. Fix it in post. Really? No, really, really, truly, yeah. Ever, ever, oh. ever. Yes. Uh, I don't think we've ever gone so over an hour and a half. Something funny that I saw since you mentioned tracksuits, girls from the women, excuse me, from the Ecuadorian team at the airport using Campagnolo bike bags as carry-on luggage. <laughs> what? Like for wheels, Campagnolo wheel bags, but oh, not full of full wheels, of but like clothes and stuff. Yeah. Full of more tracksuits. Yeah. I saw the Algerian uh, team guys all had matching Louis Vuitton ma- man purses. Really? What, what are they? Soccer players? These were like the guys, like the guys handing the bottles, had their the satchel like man bags while they were there handing the bottles. They were they were counterfeit. It was like no no no. I thought so. Of course, that was my first thought. And believe me, I would <laughs> I know a fake Louis Vuitton when I see one. I definitely do. Because long story, but I do. And they were all real. Wow. They were all real. The L and the V can't be cut. The campy wheel bags were counterfeit. Yeah. It was, it was unbelievable. Anyway, all right. Well, that's enough. if not, yeah, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> we hope we bored the crap out of everybody. For the people that uh, remember, we had one where the guy said that if the if the episode was longer than an hour, he didn't listen because yes, he, he missed all the good stuff. That he guy. missed all the good stuff. Yeah. And also, and, you know, in fairness, the, in fairness, the World Championships was like seven hours long. So the fact that we only did an hour and a half, I think, is commendable. Yes, this is very true. Actually, if you think about it, it was a, a week long. We didn't really talk about the time trial thing other than me just randomly saying that Vasily Kirienka is awesome. 
Um, and I think I spotted him driving the team car for the men's race, but I don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, no, he was in the men's race. Who was that driving? A ghost. All right. Well, uh, congratulations to Peter Sagan. And congratulations to all you for getting through this one and a half hours of BS. We are, Mike, why don't you uh, remind people what we are? Out of here. No. Peace. <laughs> no. No. Come on. I've always wanted to do that part. Okay, I'll let you do that what too. Am I, what, are you, what am I reminding um, uh We are the, the least what? Oh, our tagline. Yes, our tagline. I'm sorry. The least professional, least informed it, cycling podcast on the internet. There you go. And now what? We are out of here. Peace. Let the battle cry go forth, which is give the people what they want. And what the people want could only be the senseless slaughter of the gutter slime that litters this nation for cash and prizes. Yes, this is the show where people bet their lives to win something big. Cause when your life is shit, then you haven't got much to lose. I'm Slaughter Rock!